Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Got to close that one down and try that one again. Give me a second here. We we're trying to play some intro music, and for some reason, Vince and I are both having technical difficulties. Let's go ahead and refresh the screen and get this going here. I apologize for that. That was weird. That's never happened here. Right. Let's do this. Let's rock and freaking roll. One, two, three, four. I told you so. I told you. I told you so. Remember when I told you about 9-11 Remember when I told you about Building 7 Remember when I told you about the fluoride in the water Yes I did Remember when I told you about the new world order Remember that Remember when I told you about the chemtrails in the sky Remember when I told you that NASA was full of lies Remember when I told you about the ultra mind control Well I just wanna say that I told you so, yeah Remember when I told you about 432 That is What 440 can do to you it hurts my ears Remember when I told you about the vaccine agenda Yes, I did And that Michelle Obama is a transgender Yes, he is The dinosaur fraud The climate change scam And yes, Sandra Bullock is also a man Remember when I told you that there ain't no clone Well, I just want to see that I told you so 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 Yeah Remember when I told you about the TV flicker rate And how it Puts your brain in an alpha state Remember when I told you about germ theory Remember when I told you about gravity Remember that Remember when I told you about Paul McCartney Remember when I told you about direct energy Remember when I told you about Monsanto Well I just wanna say that I told you so I told you so I told you so I told you so I told you so
told you about the mainstream media. Your so-called celebrities and pedophilia. Remember that child trafficking and a Dorina Corona. Remember when I told you about the Georgia Guidestone? Remember when I told you about the false flag operation? Remember when I told you about 5G radiation? Remember that I told you that... Well, I just wanna say that I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Yeah, I told you so. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Taglia Via. That was a conspiracy guru music.com there. You can check him out. Awesome tune. Was it my idea? I swear was not my idea. How perfect was that song? This guy, I think Ellsworth is the one that sent it on the platform. People wanted to hear it tonight. That is the last song to wrap up our Daily Dose Music Week. If you have if you want to see more of like these conspiracy oriented music songs, be as intros, allow people to join in and get the show started. Let me know. We can continue doing it, but I'm going to have to like find some music and probably repeat a lot over and over and over again. But that was cool too. I liked it. Um, welcome to the red pill projects daily dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8 30 PM on Monday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, 8 PM on Tuesday, subject to change in availability in your area. Sometimes. Uh, this is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of the ushering in of a new level of global communism, uh, fascism, communism, whatever you want to call this model that they have coming out these days, stakeholder, shareholder, uh, stakeholder capitalism is what they're calling it, but it's anything but. It's really crony capitalism mixed with um, a, a communist uh, kind of technocratic state. But the usurping of the United States Constitution, the ending of United States sovereignty, your rights, your freedoms, your liberties, the infiltration of all of our various domains of society, from our social, our cultural, our institutional, our political, our economic, and the destabilization, rightfully so, of all those things, the various different cyber attacks and just kinetic attacks on uh, the U.S. infrastructure and supply chain and leading up to global economic collapse and eventuality of World War III, which I think that we're closer to more so than not. And what we do here is we we tell you the narrative as it's falling up, as it's coming out of what the globalists are doing and what they potentially be doing next. They've laid it all in stone. We know their playbook. We know exactly all their next moves. And we've been uh, kind of putting this out there for quite a few years and have a high level of accuracy, which is really good. I, and when I say I told you so, it's not to you guys. It's to everybody else, the naysayers, who are all on that hopium tree. Trump's going to be inaugurated on March 16th. Mm, no. But what we got here is tonight we're talking about the Firestorm Poly Crisis. Firestorm Poly Crisis. And what is that? I'm going to go through. Vince is having some... Uh, some technical difficulties. We're going to let Vince get situated there. Um, let me just send him a message. And okay, so 
we're going to be talking about the polycrisis firestorm event. What is the firestorm event? Well, before anybody ever knew about the polycrisis, which came out in the World Economic Forum's um, periodicals, uh, I was talking about something known as the firestorm event. And the firestorm event, I looked at very um, closely back in 2020 as a methodology for the world globalists to go out there and begin the process of dismantling the United States of America, how to take the United States of America down and how to do this systematically throughout all the rest of the countries around the world. And I understood that they would have to have some type of color revolution, a cultural revolution within society. And it's interesting enough that you know, we've seen this coming for a while, but it was really the influx and the indoctrination to the trans and LGBTQ communities that really began this, as well as the anti-Trump rhetoric that brought a lot of this about. From there, we're seeing that this is producing a level of social destabilization, at least in the cultural significance. On the other hand, we have George Soros appointed DAs, which basically stole the elections in 2018 and 2020, who got appointed, who basically stopped charging people with violent and abhorrent crimes. And then governors within those states that would release prisoners early and state legislations that would come out and minimize the various different sentences on those. And I said from that, that type of fallout, what you're going to see is you're going to see a heightened amount of violence within the city, the rural and the suburban neighborhoods, as well as various increases of crime. And then we also had the de-escalation of uh, drug possession charges uh, where people weren't getting charged with drug possession. And that went basically full retard to uh, basically a lot of these sanctuary city cities decriminalizing drugs altogether. And those cities themselves, Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, have been nothing but uh, covered in shit and piss and heroin needles over the last uh, few years, Minneapolis being one of them. And the crime is is rising rapidly among all of that. And so this is where that color revolution social disruption comes in. On the other part of the social disruption, we have the open border, which has allowed an inflow of millions upon millions of illegal immigrants coming across that border. Now, if this was just people from Central America and Mexico, I don't think people would be too concerned, but this isn't people from there. This is North Africans that were trained in Chinese militant camps. This is refugees from Ukraine. This is refugees from China with military aged men 18 to 45 coming up through Venezuela into Panama, being um, <clears throat> being supported and driven up by the United Nations, various different support teams to the United States border. This is a collaborative effort, as well as on the other hand, you have the criminal crimes, you have the global crime syndicate of drug trafficking and human trafficking, which is really running the show there at the border and getting everybody up to that point. But you know, under Donald Trump, that had decreased over 72% with human trafficking and drug crossings at the border. And since Joe Biden, that has increased back to its pre-2017 numbers and skyrocketed well above that. So over 100% increase of those border crossings. And the biggest concern there is that you even have these conservative governors, you have Abbott and DeSantis, taking these refugees who are coming in and shipping them off to sanctuary cities, the Washington, D.C., Martha's Vineyard, New York City, so forth. And that really doesn't resolve the problem of which we're all complaining about, because we believe that many of these people that are being positioned in these cities 
are sleeper cells for a level of social destabilization that is going to come out in the near future. Now, do we have any evidence to actually substantiate that? Well, we, we actually do. And it depends on how far you go down the rabbit hole with the Las Vegas shooting, uh, how far you go down the rabbit hole with the George Floyd incident. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes of this. One of the things that we had was there's a direct connection, a few different direct connections of a gun deal gone wrong with fundamental Islamic terrorists in Vegas, the night of the Vegas shooting. What happened was there was that the guy who was involved, who apparently shot himself, who was left-handed, left-handed, shot himself with the right hand, but the gun landed behind him on the opposite side under his back. Makes no sense whatsoever. Um, he was a what was known as a gun runner, and he worked apparently for the federal government, very similar to Eric Holder's Fast and the Furious. They would run American guns down to the border, exchange those with the cartels. The cartels that then resell them to private brokers in the United States who would then give them the various criminal and terrorist organizations. That's what was happening in Vegas. And apparently what happened is someone got tipped off. Someone knew something was going to happen. They had to get out of Dodge fast, but they needed a distraction. And you saw the outpouring of that. On the other hand, now we go to George Floyd. George Floyd yeah. worked. Oh, sorry, Vince. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Floyd. On the other hand, George Floyd, yeah. he worked at a um, a bar, a nightclub. And the nightclub just happened to, happened to be owned by a woman by the name of Maria Santa Maria. And she owned that nightclub and also a radio station called La Raza, which means the race, and is a basically a Mexican nationalist organization. Uh, that's very prominent in the southern United States and northern Mexico areas. Now, I, I learned some new info about George Floyd yesterday. Ooh, go ahead. Did you know he was actually a porn star? I did not. He, he did work in porn too. Yeah. Bow to bow. Wow, wow. Interesting. Well, one of the interesting things about George Floyd is he didn't work at that bar alone. He worked security there with a guy by the name of Derek Chauvin, who just happened to be the cop that apparently killed him and is in jail now because of it. Now, it's interesting that they have this connection. They both worked in the same nightclub. That means they met each other. Now, what's interesting, if you go look at the security video of the George Floyd stuff that happened that night, George Floyd goes in and uses a counterfeit $20 bill to go buy some beer and some cigarettes. The cops detain him. They detain him, take him down the street, and wait for Derek Chauvin to show up. And there's like 15 to 20 minutes that pass in this time frame. Hmm. And in this time frame, you watch the video, George Floyd doesn't seem to be high on that many drugs or out of it at all. It's only after Derek Chauvin comes about that this all starts to occur. Now, why would this all these weird things be happening? Well, let me put it together for you. The nightclub was being under investigation by the Secret Service for money laundering and counterfeiting money. Uh, there's distribution of this money supposedly from the Mexican cartels into radical fundamental Muslim organizations within that area, the Minneapolis area. Okay, that's point A. So counterfeiting of money. Point B is the night when the riot started, the first building to burn down was La Raza Radio, owned by the woman, Maria Santa Maria, who owned the same nightclub. Not a coincidence at all. Now, here's the thing. George Floyd was laid off two months prior, didn't have much money. He had some 20s of counterfeit bills that he was using. He went to use it. The guy caught him, called the police. Now, 
the police are supposed to immediately contact the federal government, the Secret Service, when counterfeit money is being used, which means that George Floyd should have been detained, put in the back of the car, Secret Service should have been notified, and came in. That's not what happened. Instead, they never reported that and knew that if George Floyd lived, the whole counterfeiting money operation, the whole money to various criminal elite organizations within the Minneapolis area, the gun running organizations that are basically producing terrorist sleeper cells in all of these various different cities would all be blown if the feds get involved. So there's only one solution to this, that George Floyd had to go away and he had to go away right there because the counterfeit $20 bill would lead right back to the nightclub, Maria Santa Maria, Derek Chauvin, the corrupt Minneapolis Police Department. And expand out into all these various radical terrorist uh, organizations and cells that are throughout the Minneapolis area. So hence why George Floyd Dory did never let a good crisis go to waste because they didn't want to allow anybody to investigate the crime. So what did they do? They destroyed all evidence. This is why the Minneapolis Police Department, the one holding all the evidence of the George Floyd murder, was completely destroyed. See how that works? It yeah. makes a lot of sense. You got to cover your tracks as you go forth. And so, yes, we do know that a lot of these illegal immigrants that are coming in are military trained men. They are sleeper cells that are sitting by waiting for something to happen. What is that something to happen? Well, it's social and cultural destabilization to a point where society's foundational structures begin to break down. And this most likely comes about in the advent when either A, the guns get taken away, B, ammo is just too damn expensive because of 1,000% excise taxes, or C, there's a world war and every able-bodied man 18 to 55 is shipped off to war and nobody, everybody else that's left here are strong women, not going to lie on that one, weak women, and then the vulnerable, of which time the cities begin to crumble down to the ground because of this destabilization of these rise of these sleeper cells and we get attacked from within. So yes, when, when we're talking about that perspective specifically, there is some information that actually uh, that actually prove this and show you this trail. Now, when we move on to the next points of this social crisis or this poly crisis, I call it the firestorm. Um, right now, we are seeing, oh, last year, we had 195 plus food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities randomly catch on fire. Many of these facilities were older facilities, meaning that the insurance claims on those older facilities most likely would not cover all of the losses and the property losses of those facilities, which basically means that, that if that was a mom and pop company and they're on the last straw and not doing very good business and someone wanted to buy them out, and their main production facility just burned down or had fire damage, they got a shutdown, they're out of business now. And so this was one of the main points with that is centralization of the food supply as well as um, reducing the amount of food supply within the chain in the United States of America. And that also goes out externally to the exports industry. Then what we had was about 25 various different explosions at oil refineries, gas refineries, and oil production facilities. Um, this happened usually in the south of the United States, but there's about 25 of them last year. The beginning of this year, we started seeing an uptick in the amount of train derailments, specifically uh, ones that were dropping hazardous chemical waste all throughout the country. Now, this isn't over. This hasn't stopped. This is still going on. Just people are stopping reporting on a lot of these things. Now, there's Various different factors to look at into when you're talking about the rails. 
Now, I'm looking at the rails in this sense, in the sense of military movements and strategy. Uh, the United States military has, um, uh, through STRATCOM, they utilize the railroads in the United States as an integral part of the movement of troops, of equipment, of heavy equipment, and of armaments around this country. Now, it's been built in a way that you cannot really deter the rail lines. But if you have a, a synchronization of various different crashes on this rail ride, railroad, it really would paralyze the movement activities of the Pentagon in the advent and a war broke out and you needed to move things to certain places at certain times. And typically with terrorist, different terrorist organizations, you're going to see this is how they would kind of plot things out slowly at a time and test the reaction time, test mm. these various tracks for integrity. Then if you go back to 2014, we had two people, I believe they were Chinese nationalists that broke in to an electrical power plant in California, utilizing a high-powered rifle, took out one of the high-performance uh, high transformers, which basically produced a power blackout for millions of people in California. These people were detained and then just disappeared. Magically, just a, last year, this started all happening again, as well as this year. One time in North Carolina, one time in Washington, I think one time yep. in Oregon. And what I came out and talked about is how the vulnerabilities of our power grid are dependent upon technology that's no longer manufactured here in the United States of America, but instead is in China. If you remember under Donald Trump, there was a blackout on the East Coast. And luckily, they're able to pump in reserve power sources to distribute the power because one of the main transformers that was blown was on back order and it took six months to actually replace it. And so that was under Donald Trump. And I think the people were without power for well over a week. And so we are into the situation right now where a very similar scenario could happen, either with a cyber attack or an actual physical attack or with an EMP attack taking wow. out the U.S. power grid. Now, that is just a, a, a touch of what we're seeing. Now, if you've been paying attention to my Twitter, a few things that you would have saw today was... Uh, I'm going a little too far. Why is all the grain burning around the world? Yeah. Grain silo ablaze in La Rochelle, France. What a coincidence that the grain is being destroyed in Ukraine at the same time by the Russians. Well, here, here's maybe the answer. Grain is the harvested seed and grasses as such as wheat, oats, rice, and corn. Other import grains are sorghum, millet, rye, and barley. Around the globe, grains, also called cereals, are the most important staple food. Humans get an average of 48% of their calories or food energy from grains. We're talking about depopulation here, people. That's what we're talking about. And Deep. what is the best way to depopulate the world is Starvation. reduce the food supply. Here you go. Yeah. This is an explosion yesterday in Durant, Turkey. According to local media, the incident occurred while grain was being loaded into a vessel. There is no other information about ca casualties. Here's another one. The warehouse was seed husk on fire in Novoprovosky district right now. The area of ignition is about 2,000 square miles. Currently, 78 rescuers and 16 pieces of equipment from the Russian emergency ministry are on scene. <sighs> Not only that, is in Russia, we've seen various different attacks within the ports and within oh, yeah. Russia on their grain supply. Because Russia and Ukraine just happen to be two of the largest suppliers of grain in the world. I mean, go figure with these odds here. I mean, you just... Dude. <sighs> And they're going to blame it on climate change. Oh, there was a hot streak. Things burnt down. It's climate change. The genocide's not anybody's fault in particular. Yeah, that's what they're going to do.
Well, well grain is highly explosive and in, in the facilities that actually um, treat grain, treat it very, very carefully. And so it's not uncommon, but um, it, it, it's just highly explosive because it's very, very dry. Really the reason. Now you take that into account with all the various other things that are happening. Okay. Uh, another yeah. thing that I'll pull up here is let me go here. I want to pull up this one. Because my objective here, people, is to show you what is going on. Is to show you that we said these things were going to happen. Now they're happening. And so this isn't Firestorm Polycrisis inbound. It's fucking here. And this isn't doom and gloom. This just means that there's there's an award waging on. So weather-related incidents over the last few weeks. Canada fires were arson, but they're not reporting that. U.S. heat wave, UAE storms, Maui and Hawaii fires, Turkey earthquake, geomagnetic storm interferes with U.S. terrestrial radio. Anybody add any to the list? We had the Greece fires. Oh, yeah. Right? U.S. heat wave. Back, not not now, but uh, years ago, the California scorched earth scenario. Yep. Washington fires on the West Coast. Um, not to mention Hawaii now. Well, you remember last, was it last August or the August before that? Everything was on fire. Mm-hmm. Remember we called it the world is burning? Arson. Yeah. Yeah. So prepare for weather worlds, economic collapse, supply chain breakdown, infrastructure destabilization, cyber warfare, continued proxy kinetic wars. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Resource accumulation by nation states. Joe Biden hinted at this yesterday. I'll, I'll cover it again here in a second. Political power centralization globally, civil unrest, firestorm equals poly crisis. Okay. So the weather wars. We said this years ago. We're, we said it just beginning this year that the big crisis of 2023 is going to be extreme weather. We've been saying this. We, you can go back to our December show where we laid this out. We said economic collapse is going to begin occurring between November and March of this year. We already just saw a trillion dollars removed from the banking depositories, um, banking deposits of the largest banks in the world over the last 12 months. Why does that matter? And what effect does that have specifically? You got to understand how banks work. Banks go in and take your deposits in. Your deposits aren't actually real money for the banks, but allows them to utilize your money capital to go out there and buy bonds at interest rates and be paid profit for those bonds, as well as give out loans to businesses and the people. Okay. So what happens when the banks who took your deposits three years ago invested in less than 1% loans of which those bonds are, or sorry, 1% bonds of which those bonds right now are underwater because they're now paying out four and a half, four point two five percent 4.25%. So those bonds are underwater. You can't sell them if you needed liquidity. And that's the key. You need liquidity as a bank. And so traditionally, if it was 2019 and you have a 1% loan that you're gaining interest on and you have $800 billion in there and you know someone comes in and needs $400 million or $400 billion, you can liquidate some of those bonds to get some of that money to pay those people. Unfortunately, this is not the case scenario right now is those bonds are underwater, which means that if they went to get liquidity to sell those bonds, nobody's going to sell them, which means that they will eventually default on those bonds. So here's the problem. If you took out a trillion dollars out of those banks 
over the last year, how much bond buying and loan making power do those banks have? Or in a, in other sense, how much liquidity, how liquid are those banks to facilitate banking transactions for the economic community? I believe it's uh, what they're not. They're not okay. They 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 lost. So basically, they they're underwater and they just lost the ability to produce liquidity. That's not a good situation. So, Dude, I think this has been coming for a while, and I, I, I I've been meaning to tell you about this. A story I think it was last week I covered. You might have seen this: thousands of people's accounts being shut down in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, this is weird because you'd think you'd hear more people saying, "My I got shut out. I got closed out of the bank. This is crazy." Like literally tens of thousands of people, or something to the tune of ten thousand plus. Well, and also I'm thinking, any any if- account. Any accounts that were credited from Twitter. I was thinking, what if it's not actually, they're not actually shutting down people's bank accounts? Because I haven't heard very many stories, except during the trucker convoy. You'd think that people would be up in arms and this would be bigger, right? What if this is all the fake bank accounts in order to create fake liquidity by banks? And they're closing them down now in order to clean up the mess. And that's why the system's actually crashing. It's been a long time coming and they supported it fraudulently. This is just a theory. It's a very good theory. It's a very, very good theory because basically they don't have to show certificate of deposit with a lot of this money that comes in because a lot of things are done these days with electronically transferred money. It's an infinite money glitch. It it could be. And so what we have here is I've stated that between November and March of this year, you're probably going to see more banks collapse and economic unrest start to settle in and the United States and global economy, I didn't say Western economy, global economy, begin to shift towards a recession or go into a recession, possibly even a Great Depression. Uh, The Great Depression, I know Kirk was saying that that's not really possible right now, but just watch. China is already there. Okay, China is already there, which this is why China yesterday was doing drills outside of Taiwan with their military unannounced because China's getting to that point where they're desperate because their economic system is failing. That's a big thing. When economies fail, you got to remember, why did Germany go into World War II? I guess maybe there was some sort of desperateness, I'm assuming, based on context well, here. the Treaty of Versailles, right? The Dulles brothers, two lawyers from the United States, are the ones that went out there and negotiated the tre- Treaty of Versailles. What they did is basically sanctioned Germany for 50 years, and they had to pay back trillions of dollars in the war effort to basically the globalists and the banks and Germany after like three or four years after the sanctions, uh, Wilhelm basically got shut out. He was done. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Germany in a massive great depression during this whole time because all of the money that they were basically earning through exports was going to pay off a lot of this debt that was produced from world war one. This is what ushered in national socialism, Adolf Hitler and the Nazi regime that ended up taking full power and control in between 1932 and 1933 within the parliaments in Germany. And it was financial in nature because of the suffering of the German people. This is why you had the German Socialist Workers' Party. The Workers' Party were the ones suffering. They were doing all the work but weren't getting much pay, and there wasn't much food going around during that point in time and frame. And you got to remember, the rest of the world was also in a Great Depression during that time, except for the big uh, – Um, robber barons and the banking hawks. And so what happened with Germany after this 
is that Germany basically made a decision that we can either go to war again, increase the war effort, go to war against all these people we're paying money to and stop paying them and take them over and take their land and their resources and we control it. Or we can dwindle out out of existence and let the country go bankrupt. So they really were forced into this hole. And so they went out there. They collaborated with a few bankers that they knew and some other people. And everything was set in motion. The The Dutch royal families were some of the primary financiers for that, as well as approvals came directly from the Vatican for Adolf Hitler to do what he did. Because if you're going to shift the global power structure, you better have allies at the top who uh, who like you and know that you're not going to topple their power structure, just these other ones that are trying to screw you in the behind. And so that's what he did. And he eventually lost because we believe that Adolf Hitler got cocky. He was a narcissist halfway through the war. Uh, and as he was getting his ass kicked by the Russians, basically realized that he had one of the strongest military powers in the world and he no longer needed the other east uh, the other western uh, european nations and he turned against them and so what they did is they prompted pearl harbor and all that stuff and got united states involved in the eastern europe conflict and the united states came in and ended up becoming the primary world power before that it was going to be most likely russia who would have came out on top if the united states never got involved if the united states never got involved in world war ii Russia would have came out as the global leader in world power. I don't think people realize that because they had already defeated Germany on the Western front. 26 million Russians died. They had already defeated Germany on the Western front before the United States got involved in the war. And so if the war continued, Russia became successful. They would have been praised as the heroes of Europe and would have rose up as the largest, basically, industrialized nation in the world. And then taking all that military technology from from Germany, implement that into themselves, they would have skyrocketed. Uh, so in, before World War II, United States, well, before World War I, United, United States was primarily a, a, an isolationist nation. So... There's a lot of stuff that's, and it's, sorry, I got that tangent, but when we're looking at what's happening today is we're seeing the same type of shift in global power. You heard Joe Biden talk about it yesterday, where he said the liberal world order is what was created in 1943-1944 after World War II. He wasn't wrong there. And that liberal world order is what has ruled up into this day. It started with the introduction of the Bretton Woods Agreement, which basically backed currency or gold, fiat currencies, upon gold and confiscated all the gold. Now, the confiscation of the gold actually happened in the 1933-1934 through the Emergency Banking Acts um, and House Joint Resolution 129 and the other such. And the reason they did that is because 1933 is an interesting year in the United States history. This is the 20th year anniversary of the Federal Reserve System. Many people don't know that the Federal Reserve was initially chartered only for 20 years, which means that it would have expired in 1933. And the sentiment in 1933, in the middle of the Great Depression, was that a central bank doesn't work. Our country's in a Great Depression. There's nothing happening. The bankers knew that, uh, well, we, we can't give up control that easy. So when they basically said in private conversation, we're going to cancel the charter with the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve said, oh, well, first you have to pay us back the interest for the money we just loaned you. And they said, well, we don't have that. We're bankrupt. And they said, well, you can go collect it. And this is how you do it. You create a Federal Reserve note. 
and you go collect all the gold. You back those Federal Reserve notes be behind the gold. This is the creation of House Joint Resolution 129, redefines money, which Congress does not have the constitutional authority to do. It's no written nowhere in the Constitution that they have that authority to do that, but they did it anyway. And then the Federal Reserve basically took over from there. And what they did, and I believe this is where their plan, is they pumped massive dollars, printed massive dollars into the New Deal programs of the 1940s, into Wall Street in the 1950s. And then Silicon Valley basically jumped up because of privatized capital that came about because of all the wealth that was generated from Wall Street, from the industrialized uh, industrialization of the United States in the 40s and the 50s. Private capital started entering the streets in the 1960s, producing the technological Silicon Valley revolution that we're seeing today that spawned into the dot-com revolution. And we all know how that went, um, leading to the September 11th. I'm not going to get into that much. And then we go all the way out. And we, we actually left Bretton Woods Agreement in 1972. Well, 1971, 1972. And the leaving of the Bretton Woods Agreement, I believe, was absolutely 100% planned because the intrinsic value of that dollar that that fiat, fiat currency was lost at that point in time. And this is when the transition of the dollar's value from gold moved in to a value upon the petrodollar, what's known as the petrodollar. Because a lot of these bigwigs, George Bush and all these other guys, Avril Harriman, they were all making these big oil de deals with these Middle Eastern companies. And oil was being discovered in the Middle East and Saudi Arabia, UAE, Iraq, so forth. And so they realize that they, they have a primary source of energy. Energy is what money is. If we can back money upon our money, upon the trade of this energy source, people can become fat and wealthy and you wouldn't have to worry about the inflationary pressures of that. Well, what immediately happened when you remove that was the United States went into a deep economic decline, a little bit of a depression for about three to four years rebounded and the economy originally fixed itself when Reagan came in and Reaganomics took over. Uh, then we have a lot of the problems that happened within the Middle Eastern regions and Muajin, the Taliban and Iraq and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the movement off the U.S. dollar away from the gold standard towards the oil reserve was a, uh, a ticking time bomb in the life of the dollar. And the life of the dollar right now is going through a process called de-dollarization, which Every fiat currency, which is only set to last for about 100 years, um, goes through. And what happens is, is people, it starts devaluing over time. And when it devalues itself, the prices of things increase. So if the value of something decreases, right, the value of that currency is going to increase, right? So, or the, yeah, it's going to inflate. Sorry, it's going to inflate. And so this is why we have inflation because the dollar is devaluing. It's not as important as it is globally. And so people right now, we're okay because various different countries have a certain amount of reserves of U.S. bonds, T-bonds, as well as U.S. dollars on reserve for imports and exports into and out of the United States. The problem comes about with the BRICS nations and the plans that they're doing specifically. The BRICS nations are trying to basically get in more and more countries and start utilizing these countries for the growing of various exports to replace the United States exports. Once they get to a critical mass of exports out of the BRICS nations that can sustain the 72 to 75% of the global population within the BRICS nations themselves, that's when full de-dollarization will occur because all those nations that were in the BRICS nations no longer need to keep the U.S. dollar on reserve or even trade it because they're going to have their own global reserve currency from the BRICS nations and their own trade protocols and trade routes that basically 
props up the the new Silk Road and throws the Western world order out with the with the bathwater. And so what we get here is a very dire situation to understand how this economic situation that's coming up right now is pending. And so we're moving into this de-dollarization phase. We have more and more nations joining the BRICS nations. It's going to be about two to three years before the resource allocation, the rare earth minerals, the oil, the food, the grain, and all that get redistributed and growing in these other countries to replace the Western nations that have been supplying it over the last 50 to 100 years for the global population. During that time, you can bet your ass to see global economic collapse, global economic meltdown, weather wars. You're going to see most likely some type of kinetic warfare, World War III. World War III started a long time ago. I'm not, I'm not, I know that. What I'm talking about is kinetic World War III. The reason I say that is because just like Germany, who realized that, hey, look, we're going to go bankrupt as a country. Our people are going to die unless we go to war and take back what we just had. This is the same situation that is occurring right now on this planet with the United States and all the Western nations. This is why the United Nations or sorry, NATO, the Western Foreign Services, the United States are all trying to prompt Russia into global war because they want Russia to be the uh, uh, provocateur so that they can uh, implement Article 5 of NATO to go in there and basically go into global war. And this would reignite and restart and shut down the BRICS trade alliance. This is what they want specifically. Well, guess what? It wasn't working in Ukraine. Russia and China have been doing a lot of work in Northern Africa. Northern Africa is highly rich in petroleum reserves, in uh, rare earth minerals, as well as gold. And Russia and the United States and other Western nations, France and so forth, have had direct control over those areas for a very, very long time, keeping those people poor and raping them of their natural resources, very similar to what happened over in Haiti. Well, what ends up happening is China and Russia come in and renegotiate with the various counterparts of those governments and say, hey, why don't we give some of the wealth back to the people and like we can make you guys rich and you can have big skyscrapers and buildings. We'll build your roads and you can modernize your whole country. And they're like, well, why do we need them? They're like, you don't kick them out. And behind the scenes, this all fell out. And this is why this is happening in Niger right now. This is why Nigeria, who's basically a Western puppet of France, is saying that we're going to take EOWAS and ECOWAS and we're going to go in there and we're going to use military power to overthrow this junta and all this stuff. And so it's a lot of disinformation that's coming out. But what it is is another proxy war that's occurring in the United States between the Western nations and then, if you want to look at it, the BRICS nations in Northern Africa. What is it all about? It's about resource accumulation by nation states. It's about distributing the world's resources up between the various power factions and seeing who can get the most of them before war breaks out. That's where we're quite literally at right now. And within this time frame, the end result of all that stuff, as it begins to come out with a firestorm event, from the weather wars, economic collapse, supply chain, the weather wars are going to bring about new radical laws and policy and regulations, uh, things like blockchain, cryptocurrency, centralized, by the way, that is going to be utilized to control your everyday daily life into a digital slave matrix, will be implemented due to things like the weather wars, blaming it on climate change, blaming it on um, you and your pollution, your carbon output, all this stuff. This yeah. is the next stage that's in a play and effect right now. Go ahead, Vince. I know you have It's bad, man. You, you know, countries like France, for example, with uh, what's going on now, they're highly dependent on Africa 
and can't actually function and sustain itself without these resources. So as things start changing as far as trade goes, there's going to be a lot of power outages. There's going to be shortages, empty shelves. It's going to mm-hmm. be crazy because everything is, every country is so dependent on every other country. I mean, look at the U.S. just with its dependency on China with its pharmaceuticals. A vast majority of the ingredients come from China. And all these other countries have similar situations with different resources. Oh, it's going grains to Grains be- and everything. Yes. Grain is literally, quite literally, in everything. And it's shit. But that well, time, yeah, most good. of it. I guess there's some good species. Heirloom. So, going back into this, right? Yeah. Things are about to get much worse. And how do we know? Because if you take the the last three episodes that we've done here at The Daily Dose, if you go back one episode, you go to Drip Drip Flood, and you take this one, and you put them together, that's the global scenario you have. You have the White Hats, Trump, Patriots, good people in government, military, and the westernized nations and the civilized world that are saying, we don't want this Western world order. We don't want the BRICS world order. We want to retain our national sovereignty and our individual rights and freedoms. So let's work behind the scenes to make some things happen and see what we can do. So you have those people basically fighting these these other global elitist factions who want to control and rule the fucking world. And one of the things that they've all agreed upon is population reduction. But the one thing they don't agree on is who gets reduced. And so I did a show the other day with Dr. Ely on AMP After Hours. I highly recommend everybody check it out. But what we talked about was bio-warfare, utilizing, oh, my whole chat went dead, utilizing bio-warfare specifically with targeted insects, ticks, mosquitoes, fleas, whatever it might be, carrying various different vaccines that produce immunosuppression, carrying various different bioweapons, or just suppressing the immune system long enough to where 5G can go in there and affect uh, in fact, the various different genetic structures produce a genetic reaction within your body because that's one of the things that Dr. Ely was talking about is that right now we have the ability through electromagnetic waves, through 5G, to basically express a gene in your body to produce whatever protein that they want specifically, which means that if you're immunocompromised, immunosuppressed, they can just send a signal out from a 5G antenna. All of a sudden, you get spike proteins in your system. You get sick. You have a, a, a cytokine storm, and you die. And people are like, oh, he died of COVID. Like, so sad. Like, oh, my God. But it was really 5G. So you they have multiple methodologies to kill us. There's one thing I always said, and I always laughed at this, but it's just so, so true, is humanity has invented millions upon millions of ways of killing each other. Yes. But yet... There's only one way. And so, you know, it goes to say that, uh, can't we all just get along? No, it's not about that. It's about stopping this radical elitist factions. And I say factions because it's the war of the roses between them. A lot of what we've seen over the last multiple years is these various different factions of power structures, which I do believe Trump is one of the parts of those power structures. But I believe Trump is one of those powers of the power structures that want to see a sovereign United States of America, individual rights retained, and nobody really die. But we are in the midst of depopulation. We're in the midst of radical uh, global transformation in the sense of 
potentially even terraforming this planet, uh, weather manipulation. We're seeing um, a completely new shift in the political and the economic systems. And see, that's where that last part comes in. Um, power, Political power centralized globally. That is the solution. After all of this starts to outpour, after two or three years, you're going to come back and say, hey, we need a new global governance to basically look at all this stuff and figure this stuff out. Yeah. As well, going back to the other story that we talked about the other day. As more and more information comes out against them, their crimes, their complicity, their treason, their sedition about you know politicians and businesses and corporations and philanthropists and global elites being directly involved within the global crime syndicate, that they actually were the global crime syndicate, that they created the war on drugs because it profited them, that they created climate change, that they polluted the planet because it gave them subsidies through the government, which was nothing more than embezzlement of taxpayer dollars into the pockets of the wealthy. I mean, that's how Walmart made the majority of its money by outsourcing products over to China. But And they take a massive amount of subsidies from the U.S. government because Bill Clinton came in and said, hey, if you do business with China, we're going to give you tax breaks and subsidies. Oh, OK, easy. So basically what they're doing is paying them taxpayer dollars to produce cheap goods and then marking it up above a profit margin after they kick out their competition within a specific area. I mean, it's absolutely right. So when we start looking at what's unraveling right now. We have this multiple war of the roses. These people don't like each other. They're battling for power and control and resource allocation between their nation states, which represent them throughout the world. You have the Great Awakening, which is in full effect, which is the truth, the the information coming out of the darkness and seeping to the surface and finally seeing the light. You see all this information rising up, coming up, and people going, oh, my God, I can't believe this is actually happening. Well, it is. And believe it or not, you're going to see a lot more that you did not know and can't even believe. And this gets into the UFOs and alien stuff, which I think is another ploy to get all that information out into the public domain to make that technology at least obsolete by any aggressor who wish to use it against us, like directed energy weapons, starting fires potentially in Maui and Hawaii and producing earthquakes in Turkey and hurricanes and whatever. And by the way, I want to put this out there. We just saw a 5.5 earthquake in Turkey today. I didn't know that. Watch the Canary Islands. Hmm. You don't remember this discussion, do you? Canary Islands, do you? Um... The Canary Islands um, have one part of the island is so destabilized from earthquakes that it's ready to drop into the Atlantic Ocean. And if it did, it would produce a um, 1,000 mile per hour, 100 foot tsunami wave that would hit the east coast of the united states and go all the way inland past ohio lynn buchanan lynn buchanan there it is yep wow and so i put that out there today watch the canary islands because if they wanted one great cataclysmic event that could prompt economic collapse and global war that would be it that would absolutely 100 percent be that type of event because you got the western coasts of europe and africa and then the east coast of the united states that's basically what 60 percent of the world population right there yeah okay so poly crisis is well underway what is the poly crisis if you didn't know uh there's uh poly poly crisis is directly from the world economic forum 
in the sense of what they've been talking about. The world is facing connected risks that threaten the poly crisis. The cost of living crisis is the most immediate and severe global risk. Climate rate of risks are the biggest future threat facing the world. The poly crisis would have catastrophic consequences, um, including armed conflict. And this is exactly what we're talking about here. Uh, the, they, they basically push it down into 10 risks within a two-year and 10-year period. You can see that on their website, weforum.org. Uh, and they go through all of this stuff that is actually happening mm -hmm. right now. The geoeconomic confrontation is what I'm talking about specifically that's going to draw in armed conflict globally. Now, there's also something known as the jackpot, which we talked about from the video The Peripheral, for the movie The Peripheral, the TV show The Peripheral. And the jackpot deals with four different stages of global crisis. Number one is the world gone dark. The first wave of the apocalypse or jackpot came when the electric grid failure happened in North America thanks to hackers. Cyber attacks on the electric grid, whether it's EMP, cyber attack, doesn't matter. To the pandemic following the blackouts that must all, already dealt a grim blow to the world. The true morbidly pandemic spread throughout the world. Uh, two years after the blackouts, the philo virus caused a pandemic called the blood plague, which killed billions of people worldwide. Stage three, the defunct environment. Crops failed, antibiotics failed, everything started to fail, water started to go bad. Um, and then the last part was global or nuclear war or terrorist events that involved dirty nukes. And so this basically destroyed the whole world in and around 2034. Now, I say that because these people are very prophetic. Um, if you looked at them in 100 years from now and all this stuff that they said actually happens, we would probably claim them to be prophets, but they're not prophets. They're creating these situations to happen. And one thing that they do before they create those situations to happen is they tell you exactly what is going to happen. So keep that in mind. So a few things, and I'm going to take a breather here for one second. I'm going to put some links out there, and uh, I don't care what you think of me. You don't have to use these links, and I'll explain here in a second. Um, but... I want to be able to help people get people prepared for anything that potentially does come. So I want them to be able to go out there. One of the first places you want to go is redpills.tv slash Patriot redpills.tv slash Patriot. This is my Patriot supply. They have tons of already ready, already packaged, MREs, emergency food, 25-year-plus shelf life, water purification systems, uh, all different types of food, water, emergency water supply systems. You can go out there. They got three-months kits, 12-months kits, 24-months kits. If you have the ability to store it, check them out. Uh, that is redpills.tv slash Patriot. Vince will put those links in the chat. Uh, now, I will say this. And this is kind of me. If you use them, you use them. If you don't, that's fine. Go to the fucking grocery store. Take $10 out of your weekly budget. Buy non-perishables and canned goods. Store it in airtight containers if you can. So go get a vacuum seal bags and, and take those canned goods or those non-perishables, you know, those mashed potatoes in the cardboard box. Put yeah. it into a plastic baggie and then put them into the air Ziploc thing, vacuum yeah. it, and freeze it. What I recommend is just do that with rice and beans. If you can't get anything, if you're doing anything at all, rice and beans, bare essentials, bare minimum, just 
you could do it. Yep. So rice and beans, great way Canned to do it. Goods. Keep that rice yeah. dry, by the way. Don't cook it. Um, but yeah, vacuum seal that stuff and store away. And, it, and since it's vacuum sealed, you can freeze dry it. You can do whatever you want with it and just store it, but store it correctly. And it'll last a long time and it'll last you. One thing I always recommend though, is when you're dealing with those non-perishables that aren't freeze dried and all that stuff, cycle them out every three years. Yeah. Canned goods, you're good. Canned goods will last 10, 15 years. I've, I've opened a can from 10 years ago. That thing's, I'll eat it. Right. And if you're yeah. hungry, you'll eat it. But, you know, a lot of these things do cycle them out if they're not in airtight containers every two to three years. Um, just be very, very careful. But if, if you have $10 a month to spend, go out there and buy 10 cans of rice and beans. Like, just do it. Because a, a can, a, a can of chicken noodle soup, it might not fill you up, but it'll feed two people in your household. Okay. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about this or go to My Patriot Supply. If you have the money to spend, go to My Patriot Supply, support us, redpills.tv slash patriot, and get that from them. The other part of this um, is not working too well. I'll put the other link out there because my link, uh, my What's redirect that? link isn't working. But this is getgoldtoday.com with Dr. Kirk Elliott. Vince, use this link. Put this link out there for people. Um, I just put it in that private chat. So if you guys understand what I'm saying is that the BRICS nations are going to back their global reserve currency off of gold. We have a lot of other private currencies that are going to come out being backed upon gold and silver, upon these various assets, because gold and silver still are the most precious metals on this planet that are utilized within industrial production, as well as the new industry that is being developed, space technology development. Gold and silver are pertinent to this. So go on over to uh, KirkElliottPhD.com slash redpill or getgoldtoday.com. I believe the getgoldtoday.com works on your phone. For some reason, it's not working on my Brave browser. But if you need it, it's KirkElliottPhD.com. Um, that's KirkElliott, E-L-L-I-O-T-T, PhD.com slash redpill, R-E-D-P-I-L-L. Uh, but go on over there. You'll see my silly mug on the page. And if yeah, you scroll working. down... There's going to be this form. You just fill out this form and kind of, if you just want to do cash or something like that, just click whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, just click the information, submit it. And if you don't hear with them from them within two days, you call me. How do you call me? You go on socialredpill.com. You sign up for free. And you go, Josh, I submitted the Kirk and they haven't got to hold me. Um, reason being is they get a lot of people these days coming in there. And I can help expedite you. Doesn't matter if you want $200 or $200,000. I will expedite you. I can get you to the top of that list. You just have to let me know that you're working with him uh, because they are really busy. So what I'll do, and oh, thank you, Lori, for that. Um, so, but it's slash red pill, Kirk Elliott, PhD slash red pill. So yeah, or what you can do is just call 720-605-3900. 720 605-3900 or email schedule at Kirk, K-I-R-K, Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T-T, PhD.com. Any of those are the ways to get a hold of them. So check that out, guys. That's all the promotion time that I'm going to do for today as well. If you're going over to my pillow, you want to buy any of the new 20th anniversary pillows, pillows that they have coming out, use that, uh, that code 
what is it, RPP at checkout. All right, let's get back into it. So, criminal faction claims responsibility for the assassination of right-wing presidential candidate Fernando Villavientio. Yeah. The criminal gang Los Lobos, based in Ecuador, has claimed responsibility for the attack that, of the assassination. In the video and the post to the social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter, the group massed and armed men threatened presidential candidate Jan Topic, uh, who advocates a tougher stance on criminals. Uh, my guess is, is that this is the socialist world order that is basically operating within Ecuador uh, and the current administration who is doing that. And you see Los Chananeros is known to be an offshoot of the Sinaloa cartel in Ecuador. So the Sinaloa cartel, which is a major drug cartel that is pumping drugs into the United States, heroin and all this stuff, directly affiliated and connected with foreign services, CIA, China, Mossad is the same ones running there. Yeah. yeah. This is you know what they said? more than patsies. Yeah, what's up? They said, we are taking responsibility for that murder. And to the current administration, if you don't do as we say, you're next, basically. They run the country. Yep. Seven officers drug, uh, dragged an autistic girl, 16, kicking and screaming from a Leeds, UK home for committing a hate crime after she told a female cop, you look like my lesbian nana. You got to be fucking People are kidding. nuts. <laughs> I mean... That's funny. I mean, not known. The violence isn't funny, but the fact that someone would say that to someone else, that's funny. Like, if I heard somebody say that to somebody else, I'd probably laugh. But Check people comment your own house. Come It sounds like it wasn't even met in a malicious way. It's just like, hey, yeah. you're a girl who you has look a certain like grandma who's a lesbian. That's all she's saying. Her le her grandma's a lesbian, Nana. She says, you look like my lesbian Nana. Wow. Unfreaking people. Believable. Yeah. All right, guys. I've distributed all the rewards on DLive and Pilled. You guys should all have those there. I want to give a shout out to uh, everybody who's helped donate here tonight. Grandma Fiber Volt celebrating its 11 month subscription streak. Thanks so much, Lori. Uh, Steps to Nowhere donated one lemon. Bayonet, one lemon. Enlightened Science, one lemon. Marilou, five lemons. Thank you so much, Steps to Nowhere. Bayonet, Enlightened Science, and Marilou. Shannon, 1313, two ice creams. Dean the Bean, 911, one diamond. Thank you so much, Shannon and Dean the Bean. Um, RMUAFC2 gifted a cookie. Thank you, gentlemen, for everything that you do for us. Thank you so much, my good friend, RMUAFC2. Uh, 
Roxy 2. Shannon 1313, 10 lemon. Grandma Revolt 3 lemon. Shannon 1313, 1 diamond. Thank you so much, Shannon and Lori. Curse of Q, 1 lemon. Steps to nowhere, 3 lemons. Cowgale celebrating eight months subscription streak. Thank you so much, Cowgale. Steps to nowhere, Curse of Q. Pablo Picasso gifted a cookie. What is actually going on in Washington State? Antifa got off and Andy knows assault trial and lawyer yells, I am Antifa. Unfucking. Yeah. Thank you so much, Pablo Picasso. Who Billy Jack Ill donated five lemons. Shannon 1313 one ice cream. Slumdog gifted a can. Fucking pinkos. Thank you, Hillbilly Jack Ill. Shannon 1313 and Slumdog. Oh, still going. Shannon 1313 gifted a one month subscription to users in the channel. Uh Fort the uh Fort M Dono gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, Fort Dono. Shannon 1313. Bayonet, one ice cream, nine lemons. Reggie five gifted the shades. Thank you so much, Bayonet and Reggie. B, uh, Love the Beach, two ice cream, Shannon, 13, 13, five lemons, Cat, 24, one lemon, Shannon, 13, 13, five lemons, thank you so much, Love the Beach, Shannon, and Cat, Patriot of Pisces, one diamond, Idaho, Patriot, 89, two ice cream, Grandma Fiber Volt, one ice cream, thank you so much, Patriot of Pisces, Idaho, Patriot, 89, Grandma Fiber Volt, oh my goodness, just keeps on going on, Cat, 24, one lemon, get her done, five lemons, and Fork Mono, another cookie, thank you all, Cat, 24, get her done, Fork Mono, everybody, for all of the, um, donations coming in tonight Man, uh, you know there's get, did you get squin here squin who's squin there's more oh oh s oh wow I, I skipped over a whole bunch and then we have um yep we have cat 24 one lemon roxy e four lemons thank you so much cat and roxy uh sonia quinn they're a sub supporter plus ten dollars on rumble thank you so much sonia uh don't get dead be prepared absolutely sonia 100 percent cat 2020 uh 24 one lemon roxy sdg 69 three lemons and cat 24 two lemons thank you so much cat roxy and sonia guys you're awesome thank you so much for all of that coming in it does help keep us alive does help everything that we do here at the red pill project um i i think i really covered all the news with kind of all of that i mean there's really nothing outside of all of that there's a few other things but we don't really pay too much attention to the minute details uh, a few things about tonight socialredpill.com you go on over there you can sign up for a free profile if you want to support us you want to get a subscription over there they start at 4.99 but you get access to the zooms the zooms occur every night after the show during the show whatever uh throughout the weekend you can always jump in say hi to other red pillars communicate collaborate as well it's a great place to collaborate you can join up there socialredpill.com tonight we have the after chat q a the well social red pill q a that is occurring in about, eh, I mean, it, it's it's at the top of the ne- the bottom of the next hour, so it's at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, and so I will be on there answering your questions. I can't stay too late tonight. I got a few other things to take care of, so I'll be on precisely at nine o'clock my time, 10 o'clock Eastern time, and we'll get going on that Zoom call. If you want to join in, if you join the Social Red Pill with a subscription, if you have a subscription to any of the other channels, whatever it might be. Join Social Red Pill and message myself, Vince, or any of the mods. Just message me. Put it in the feed, and I will get you the link personally. If you join up with a subscription, you want to find the link, go to the groups, to the subscription you signed up to, to Red Pill, Red Pill Patreon, Red Pill Patreon Plus, Master Patreon, whatever it is. At the top in the featured section, there's the link. If you can't find it, just message me. Put it in the regular feed of the homepage, and we will get you the link. But Guys, that's all we have for you tonight. Tomorrow, we got um, 
a, a great show conversation on the fringe. Tammy Garcia is going to be joining me. We're going to be talking probably Vince too. I don't know. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, galactic cycles. We're going to be talking about DNA. We're going to talk about conscious evolution. A lot, some of the similar stuff that we talked about the other day with David Whitehead, but it's going to be a fantastic show. Join us tomorrow night. Don't forget morning coffee in the morning, the dark light show. I had a something come up. I couldn't make the show this morning, either for Jim. But tomorrow morning, we'll definitely be back with the Dark Delight Show. Other than that, much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Vince, am I forgetting anything? That's it, and that's that. I'll see you all tonight. All right. Take care, guys. Good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign, and it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me iPad. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it's. I, I haven't. Look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.